and we are joined by Ezra, the photographer. Say hi, Ezra. Afternoon. How are you? I'm good. We are good. And I was always my co-host, Martin Darcy. Hello. Yeah. Welcome back to the world's most unlistenable podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. Uh, we will be one day. We're on track. Yeah. Yeah, we, we certainly are. Now, I had a few questions to you. One, so obviously you're in photography. Yep. And now angles and lighting matters a lot in photography. Yeah. Okay. Now, why is it that no... Why is it that there is no angle or lighting that makes Martin Darcy and I look good? I guess you just haven't found the right photographer yet. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, don't know a lot of photographers, so there's one thing. Okay. Um, and then the other thing... What's the best lighting to make my dick look bigger? Um, probably side lighting. Or just like off, off to the side for you. Oh, okay. Because like if it's directly in line with your camera, it's just going to look really flat. But if you kind of put it in... Like a forty-five or kind of just off of it, it'll give it some definition. I've had to send those veins pop. I've had to send some dick pics lately, and I have been taking the photos from the side. It looks Uh, nicest from that angle, right? Right. Yeah, it's all about where the light comes from. Yeah, you got to get it to like cast shadows over things and light up other things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a good one the other day, actually. What you received a dick? No, no, I I sent one. Oh, nice. No, I sent one. I took one. You took one. Okay. Fuck nice. yeah, dude. <laughs> nice. You still send dick pics when you're in a relationship? Yeah. Don't oh, you? no. No, I, I, I never did. That sounds like a healthy relationship. Sounds like a really good relationship. Working on it. Working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. um, something I've learned is like communication is probably the most important thing you'll ever do. And you communicate through dick pics. You can, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Why not? Why limit it to dick pics? You Thinking know? about you. Hell yeah, dude. Thinking about you when I have this boner. (laughs) Exactly. Why aren't you here making use of this? Uh, (laughs) No, that's cool. I like it. So some of the other questions I had for you. Um, Yeah, so it's like there clearly is like parallels between lighting and looking good. Yeah, lighting, looking good. It's it's about, I think, sometimes knowing. So like models, for example, know what angles work for them and what what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the amateur you know, not amateur, but like the person who's never been photographed is unsure about what they look like. So they can't really kind of carry that through. I say that. Um, so like, you know, sometimes you'll pose for a photo and you're like, I've seen this pose before. It looks good on me. I'll do it again. And then you just kind of keep working with that. Whereas sometimes, you know, you pull the face and you're like, I'm a spud. Hmm. <laughs> and then you do it again because like, that's what most people try and hide. Like when they try and hide from a camera, it gets worse. Right, so you're saying because I, I, I'm incredibly camera phobic. Yeah. Um, so you're saying the more I go for the camera, the better off I'll be. Absolutely. Like my, I guess my one tip to everyone is like, if you've got a camera in front of you, lean into it. Not physically lean into it, but like, like lean into the idea of being photographed. Because ah. if you pull back, it shows. Right. You get that awkward kind of <laughs> in your face. Every single one of. My photos. Because you run. Yeah. You know, because you run away from the camera and in the process, you kind of get that kind of half awkward just... This oh, this, this is like a metaphor for relationships It's too. a metaphor yeah. for everything. I've actually got lean in written on my desk. Lean in, embrace the suck. Because sometimes some things just suck and you've got to do it. Embrace That the... sounds like such a huge sexual innuendo. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of something recently, actually. So, yeah. I mean, I... What, the leaning in part? Or yeah, 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 yeah. So, a I... Bit of column A, bit of column B. Pretty much. So, I 
I busted inside someone's mouth and then they pulled me in and kept on sucking and I just went with it and <laughs> I thought my spine was going to curl up and fall out of me. It was incredible. Yeah, it travels from your head all the way down up in front of you. Yeah. There's something about getting head after you've already busted, which is just... It's, it's like... That's how you know God loves you, is the fact that he created that feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just... What, just going for the second round? Oh, man, just, it's it's like... I, I don't know. It, it, it's like it's like my semen isn't enough for them. It's like they're going to suck my testicles whole through my japs eye, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's a really good feeling. Has there, Have you ever met someone who, like, wanted a photo and, like, you don't have to name names... And obviously, you know, body, body positivity and all. But did yeah. you ever, did anyone ever ask for a photo and you thought to yourself, hmm, finding the right lighting for this one will be difficult? Um, probably not. Because I find the people that I, the least pe- people I don't want to photograph or the people I find hardest to photograph are always the assholes or arrogant people or people who are just really kind of like abrasive. Yeah. And then it's it's like if if you're nice to me, I will go out of my way to get a nice photo of you. Mm. You know, but if you're an asshole to me, I can't be fucked, really. That's fair. You know, um, so I guess no, not really. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I've definitely met some some like pretty pretty rude people. Nice. And even then, you know, mm. I had one guy grab my camera by the lens on the weekend, and he was kind of standing over me as he did it, and I've just kind of set the flash off, so it's hit him square in the face. Nice. <laughs> You're like training him like a dog. Pretty much. Pretty much. What's Pavlov's dogs? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just don't touch the camera. Mm. <laughs> nice. Now, so, but like, I've met you through the drag scene. You mm. like photograph all of that uh, wonderful shit. Yep. But uh, wonderful weirdness. Um, it's like, are there any other forms of photography you take? Yeah, or absolutely. Is it just, it, it, do you have a special place in your heart for um, males who dress as females and females who dress as males? I think I have a Queen special dress. place in my heart for performers. I get like, that. I like, get that. Because I, I, I have that too. It's why I like to tell them jokes. Uh, <laughs> I get that. Jokes they hate me for, typically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, you never know until you try. Exactly. What do you think it is about the performers that you love so much? I think for me, it's seeing someone in their element, you know, seeing uh, something that they're maybe a little bit anxious about, but are genuinely happy about what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like they're, they've, they've got something on stage that they want to share with the rest of the world. And I'm the one that's been asked to kind of convey that message. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, uh, I can't think of a good word. It's oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, a that in between. Yeah. Like, mm. like like they're doing this as a live performance but the rest at the same time you're trying to convey that to the rest of the world as well right um would you uh did photography because i i feel like people who get in photography start for one reason Mm. and that is uh women in lingerie um was that an origin (laughs) story for you um, be I, honest. Yeah, I think it was because like one of my first shoots was. Oh, I love the honesty. Yeah, with, with my friend on. Um, Ash down at the power station. Can I say that? The power station. Yeah, the old Freeway power station. The one, the abandoned one. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Um, like it, it wasn't a great shoot by any standard, but like I had so much fun doing it, and it kind of just went from that to 
trying to photograph you know people and all sorts of things um but i can't say i really got into it because of the lingerie like i think the idea of like event photography has always kind of interested me from the start right and it's transitioned into portraits and people and all that sort of stuff as well so let's talk about events now so what has been let's talk about it biggest event you've photographed funnest event you've photographed and fucking least favorite event you've photographed um, Pride Awards must have been big. No, the Court Street Party a couple of years ago was probably oh, the biggest one. Oh, yeah, that would have been and massive. I had a team of three, so there was me, another photographer, and a videographer. Um, it was absolutely hectic. Even even the Court Street Party this year was pretty big, hmm. and that was just me and the videographer, which hmm. there was so much to do. Um, funnest... I can't really recall off the top of my head because there's like there's so, so many. many. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just um, cleaned up my hard drive today from like last year's photos and I shot probably close to two hundred and forty thousand photos. Jesus. Over the course of like twenty twenty two. And how many of them were dick pics? Maybe about one percent of that. Right. That's a lot of dick. Pics. That's still a lot of <laughs> dick. That is pics. a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like that's, no, so that's like 240,000 take two well, zeros are we, away are we talking about on my phone or on my actual like my professional camera either or oh no that's all on my phone oh that's just on your that's phone that's just the phone what's the professional camera like we're including other people's dick pics as well I don't know actually has anyone ever asked you to take a photo of their penis oh yeah all the time nice all the time but the the hard part is pardon the pun uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that a lot of the times um, I'm getting booked by a you know, a company or an agency or, you know, like a promoter mm. and they can't use these photos for anything. Mm. So like they go straight in the bin You know, you get people like, Oh, can you send that to me? And I'm like, sure. Mm. Like out of, out of the 2000 photos I took today, I'm going to hunt you down and send you one picture. Mm. Um, of your penis. Of your penis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, has <laughs> <laughs> there ever been like a penis you took a photo of other than your own, obviously, that the size of which was just so impressive of you were like, I'm going to take a photo of this for like historical records. Yeah, and it wasn't even out. It was in the guy's pants. Wow. I was I was amazed. Um, was it Flynn Vincent? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's an absolute sweetheart though. Oh, he, he, he is. He's a darling. Dude. I love yeah. that dude. But that guy is a penis attached to a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, I saw him at the, uh, the pool party, the Spank pool party. Oh yeah, I heard about that. That was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I'm sure it was, especially with Flynn V there. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I could hardly imagine what he would be like at a fucking pool party. Oh, loose. Yeah. <sighs> loose or, like, yeah, loose for Flynn V. He's already a pretty loose unit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a nice guy though. I mean, self-proclaimed party boy of... Perth, not even self-proclaimed. No, he's newspaper proclaimed. Newspaper proclaimed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'd love him on the Potter again, Martin. You would love him. He'd Mm. probably try and fuck you. Um, Ah, good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, he spoke really highly of you guys. He really did. So um, he's he's actually probably the reason I said yes. Fuck. So uh, yeah, I owe him head for that. Um, (laughs) If you can fit it in your mouth. If I can, yeah. yeah. I have a small mouth. It, it better be one of those life-changing heads too. It probably won't. I'm probably you really. You gotta lean in for the suck. Yeah, you gotta yeah, lean yeah. in for the suck. I'm a champion at eating ass though. 
<laughs> I asked a friend with benefits, is like, what would you score my ass eating out of uh, eight to ten? Oh, I, out of eight ten. to ten. And that was dude. the answer. Eight out of ten. Wow, and I was like, a, that's a very narrow range. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? sorry. Zero to ten, but I got eight out of ten. (laughs) Damn it! Um, But yeah, it was eight out of ten, and I was like, "That's a pretty good number to have on an ass-eating ability." You know, I'm I'm happy with that. You know. Okay. And I feel like the secret is you got to eat it with passion. You got to be eating it because you want to eat it. Well, that's that's again, embrace the suck. Yeah, Yeah, you got to do do everything with passion. Mm, This is true. Wash the dishes. (laughs) Oh God, let's do that. that. How many dishes do you have piling up? Uh, Currently, there's about six or seven in the in the in the sink, but that's pretty tame. It, it is, but All it's still too many. Hmm. Would you say you're generally a very cleanly person? Depends on my mental state. Yeah, you that's know, like, that's a vibe. You know, like sometimes sometimes I can be like really neat and tidy and clean, and then when the world's going to shit around me, I'm like, fuck this. I'm just gonna look after myself. <laughs> <laughs> fuck everything else. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel like about making my bed sometimes. It's just... Yeah. Anyway, it's probably different in a relationship. Oh, well, I guess we don't really live together, so it's not like... You don't really? No. Well, we don't live together. <laughs> okay, yeah. at all. So it's uh, not like, you know, anyone makes anyone's bed around there, but um, I, don't know, I think I've just got a, a flat sheet in my bed at the moment. Summer's mm. too hot. Yeah. You know, I, this heat's... This heat is fucked. Yeah. Honestly. I'm kind of struggling to get to bed. Man. So I have to detach my nutsack from my thigh every morning when I wake up. Like a mollusk. Like a mollusk. Yeah. Like a barnacle. That's how sweaty I get. <laughs> God. I'm like, God, just peel that fucker off. You know, all the hair sticks to it and just... God, free waxing. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. But uh, the other thing I want to talk about is who are some of like the most interesting people you've met through photography? Ooh. And it's like they can be... And also, we didn't talk about your worst event. Now everyone, it's always difficult to pick a uh, like a favorite event. I yeah, get that because yeah, I have a lot of sick. events that I've loved, but f- like worst event is probably a much narrower list. Probably rather not name it, but it was an absolute clusterfuck. You know, like whatever could have gone wrong did. Um, performance didn't turn up. There was there was problems with the DJs. There, I think, might have sold a. Tenth of the tickets that weren't supposed that were supposed to be sold for this event, Damn. and at the same time, like I've been booked for four hours to be at this thing, and there's maybe fifty or sixty people at a four hundred capacity person event. Wow, it's really hard to make it look good. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, you hire a professional photographer because you want to market for your next event, right? Right, but like, when there's nothing to market for, there's nothing you can do. So like you know, I, I spent about an hour you know, shooting some nice stuff. And I was like, I like had to go to the promoter at the end of it. I'm like, Hey, I know you booked me for four hours. I want that money, but it's not, you know, it's not good for anyone. Yeah. You know, this is not going to work. Um, but even then, like the people that were there were really obnoxious, you know, or off their complete nutters and nuts. And I'm like, this is not the sort of uh, event I want to do. But how do you like, it's like surely some a conversation must have been had with them. It's like guys, this is this is going to be a really difficult one for you to sell. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I guess I'm not really afraid to kind of have that conversation, and especially if it means you know losing money out of my pocket so that someone else um, ends up being happy about their event or whatever's going on. See, I'm so envious of you. Why? Well, because it's like physically. 
I feel like I'm a very brave person. It's yeah. like when I'm out when I'm out with the mates, I'm always the first one to try a dodgy pill. I'm always the first one to jump into the river. I'm always the first one to drive too fast. It's yeah. that's me. Social bravery, social confrontation. Mm. It's like that has me shitting myself at times. I think Which is really bad for me because it's like you know if this entertainment thing develops to the point where I have to consider it a business, I'll be so bad at that. I'll probably just get Martin to do all it's the practice. business talk. It's practice like anything though. I mean, like I've usually, I've, I've always been quite socially awkward up until these last, you know, five, six years where I've been doing this full time, mm. but it's only like a skill that I've learned mm. because I, like I'll go home and I'm, I'll, I'll shut down, you know, cause I'm a, what, You'd call it an extrovert introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, I can put it on when I'm out there, but when I'm home, like, don't It drains me. your battery and you're like, yeah. I need to recharge, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's a skill you learn. It's, it's something that you kind of learn to turn on and off. I get that. Yeah. Doing. Do you find, though, that hanging around some people has a way of recharging your battery? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Even Absolutely. when it's, like, in a busy environment, but, like, someone comes up to you and you're familiar with them and it's, like, they have just a way of, like poking you back up and, and, and getting you back on your feet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like this, it's, it's always people that I guess make you feel nourished maybe is, is the word mm. I'd say, but, um, yeah, like intelligent conversation, um, I guess like really good ideals or people who are just, um, quite happily disposed mm. kind of tend to do that to me. Um, I tend to kind of push people away that are the opposite and I'll keep my distance from them. Mm. So it's always like, hi, and then see you later. I gotta go do some stuff and fuck off again because mm. I, I don't want to have that kind of com- conversation with the wrong people. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I get that. Um, I mean, I remember the first time we met, we must have had some very intelligent conversation. <laughs> I remember I was on a lot of psychedelic substances at the time, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't think I can actually remember. I mean. I can barely remember. <laughs> it's like I must have been pretty unworldly. I think I think you mentioned to me something about the podcast, mm. something very briefly. But at at the time, like I didn't know who you guys were or what you were doing, and I was just like, okay. But like, I was waiting for I guess to learn more about this. Mm. Um, seems like you guys are making a bit of a name for yourselves now. Something like that. Slowly. Slowly. Slowly and progressively, you know. And uh, if there's one thing Martin and I are, it's stubborn, you know. I certainly feel like that's the case, don't you, Martin? I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't? (laughs) See, this this is his bit. He always has to disagree with me on the podcast. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's an inside joke. No one cares. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) I remember when I was younger, I thought inside jokes, because I was a kid, I thought inside jokes could only be told indoors. Well, we are indoors. Yeah, yeah, but they can't, that's not the only place they can be told. (laughs) I thought like they didn't make sense if they weren't inside. Anyway, whatever, kids are dumb. (laughs) Kids are dumb, are they? Uh, They are, but that's probably why. I was dumb as a kid, Mm. I think. I think they're smart kids. Yeah. Do you think you could ever have children, Ezra? I like the idea of it. Um, Oof. God, you're on your, like, own, you're on your own there. Yeah. Um, In this room, at least. The dishes are going to be piling up, dude. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's not something I've been thinking about the last couple of years, but I like the idea of it, but I guess haven't really decided whether or not it's, it's a thing that's going to happen for me. Hmm. So, 
Yeah, I'm open to the idea. We will need a videographer because I've made the challenge. If uh, if our newest pod um, podcast Instagram gets to a thousand followers by April, yeah. I will make out passionately with Martin on camera. So Done. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's either got to be you or the sizzle reel boys because I only like working with people that I like and you know you two are the only people who hold cameras that I like and I know a few more people that hold cameras so it's not just a question of uh, lack of fucking knowledge on people. I don't know if that's the phrase I'm looking for but that's what I'm going with. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, would, would you be okay with just catching me and Martin just just making out? I mean, you're asking me if I'm okay photographing or videoing two men making out. Mm. What do I do for a living? Oh, yeah. That's a good right. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's your forte. It's your bread and butter. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How silly of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, so, but like... You've worked in like some some of the events I've known you worked for. Mm. You've worked alongside some just in the Perth scene, like some pretty uh, big performers. Mm. Like you've worked with lots of barbecue, Alexis Armstrong, yep. uh, Ruby Jules, Faye Rocious, Donna Kebab. Like yep. these are just to name a few. But then I'm ha- haphazarding at a guess. I know some big international names that you've. Uh, worked with you must have worked with uh, Hanaconda yep yeah you must have worked was the one that started me down this path like I've got Ah. so much love for that person because when I first started working at the court Hannah was I guess the head drag queen Hmm. just mind the coffee table because the mic picks up that bump sorry that's all good Um, so yeah Hannah kind of set me down the path of uh, falling in love with photographing drag queens on stage because they're such an amazing performer Hmm. Um, they're doing really well in Sydney too from what I can see well it's like the main reason why I wanted to start interviewing drags not just because they sexually arouse me but um, the other reason (laughs) being is that like in terms of performance they put so much more effort into their performance than what so many other performers do Mm. so I equate it to the Oscars which like the Oscars is the most overblown fluff awards ever yeah and, like, those actors get people to do their makeup. They get people to do their outfit. Their script is written for them. Mm. They have to rehearse their lines and they get direction. Yeah. A drag, drag queens have to often not only choose their own outfits, but make their own outfits. Yeah. They have to choreograph things themselves. They have to rehearse. Yeah. They have to do their own makeup. And most of the time... They don't get any directional help doing it. No. So it's like no. they, in, in terms of an effort to reward uh, ratio, like drag queens put in so much effort and get like... And kings as well. And kings I mean, as like well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Housemates, um, Blake Cassette. Blake Cassette. And, um, who we've had on the pod, such a cool dude. Yeah, and it's, yeah, like, I've always known about all this in mm. the drag, but I've never actually seen it firsthand. Now that I live with David, I get to see like, you know him going through the effort of making these costumes and fretting over what works and what doesn't. Yeah. You know, things like... Um, Rhinestoning when, that entire fucking outfit. Or even designing how a reveal works. Mm. You know, like, you would never think that you've got to put so much thought into how a piece of lighting comes off of you because halfway through that coming off of you, it might fuck up and you trip over it and land up on the floor. Mm. Or it so, breaks or rips. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, so all that stuff's all practice. Um, and, and Blake Cassette just had his 10th anniversary did. Uh, in drag recently. Absolutely. Which is like, that must be a pretty big milestone considering like, Huge. Huge. I don't yeah. think most drag performers live that long. 
Yeah. <laughs> Not literally speaking, but like generally they retire their characters. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Well, I think for David, it's it's such a big part of him. Yeah. Um, but also he exists as like a, a dad to a lot of other drag performers as well. Yeah. So um, a photo shoot was just done with... Georgia. Georgia. Mm. Um, amazing photographer also. Mm. Um, and had David surrounded by all his family. You know, the kids yeah. that, that have been kind of um, yeah. coached. And, a and lot larger than I realized. It was huge. I, yeah. I dropped in to see David and I didn't realize there was yeah. that many people. In I knew show. David had a lot of wives, but I did not know he had that many kids. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> mm. um, God damn it. But yeah, I mean, like I've, I've actually got uh, an umbrella that I'm getting signed by, you know, every drag queen I, I photograph or I come across. An umbrella? Why is it an well, umbrella? It's a photography umbrella. So it's, oh. I, I bounce a flash off of it. Oh. I thought you might just really like Rihanna or... <laughs> no. Yeah. So if you see me with a, a white umbrella that's got signatures all yeah. over it, like I'll show you next time because it's all, you know, it's got things like Vanji. Uh, yeah. um... I can't remember all the names. I just Vanjie was the first one that popped ahead into my head. That doesn't really matter. But there'll, there'll be very important there, people on the umbrella. There are. There's, yeah. there's, there's about 30 odd signatures on it already. But Hannah Kondo was one. Mm -hmm. Would Queen Kong be another one? She's also on there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Like one of the nicest, uh, nicest people I've ever met in that scene. There's another international performer whose name I'm forgetting, which... Uh, a lot of my drag friends would probably slap me for forgetting <laughs> Alaska something Alaska Alaska Thunderfuck that's the one Alaska yeah. Thunderfuck I yeah think. what a great name right Martin I think that's the name holy dog yeah, yeah. I think that's the name um, I can't remember that one because I know I Alaska's toured Australia mm. so, yeah. she did that with In the Dark Events mm. I was trying to think when that was because that was a while ago it was about sometime mid last year hmm <sighs> damn yeah i got invited to that show like someone asked me would i go with them and i was like i'll try but i highly doubt i can mm. um mainly because it's like well let's just see how comfy my couch is uh, mm. on that night because if it's really comfy i'm not going it's it's always interesting seeing like these international level drag queens perform because like it makes me realize like how good some of the queens that we have here in, in Perth and Australia are. Apparently Perth drag is elite. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it, it's almost at that level. Like, mm. I guess it doesn't get enough, um, recognition. Cause we're just so far away. Well, bottle of Australia. Yeah. Basically. Mm. But we make all the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but it gets taken away from us too. Yeah. Well, we make all the money. I feel like we have the hottest people too. No, yeah, Ezra's here. Ezra's here. Okay. Uh, well, you mean like here in this room or are you uh, the way? Well, about a third of the room is good looking. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean like a third ratio is still pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. 33% mm. of your population is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's that's some good math. Look, the... Like most, most populations I feel like would not be that hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if all else fails, I'm great at eating nuts. And I mean, that's yeah. that's a good point too. Yeah, you can put that in your resume. I could, I would. Um, <laughs> you could probably to, get a job. Yeah. Could I? Yeah. I would try. OnlyFans. Oh man, I've thought about it honestly. The amount of people who have said to me that I should do one, and I'm like, do you need your glasses checked, bro, or something like that? <laughs> you know. 
But uh, <laughs> no, it's like my TikTok is just filled, like my three biggest videos are just filled with thirsty comments for me. Mm. And it's like, oh, I just want the dude in the onesie. Maybe you're not as bad looking as you think you are. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> it's a conversation for another day. Um, so before I go on, because uh, I've got a few more questions I want to ask you. It's always important Martin uh, asks you some questions because I know he'll have some. Uh, hmm. Are you throwing him under the bus here? Always. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we'll just off the top. Well, if you weren't a photographer, what do you reckon you'd be doing? Don't know. Um, OnlyFans. I did think about it. When, when COVID first came around, I genuinely thought about it. Um, but what stopped you? Pride. Shame. No, not even. Um, probably just I just didn't don't look myself that way. Ah. I just don't look at myself as being attractive or, you know, like that good looking. So I just, just didn't do it. Um, yeah. All right. Fucking Johnny Depp Jr. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So before this, I was uh, fitter. I so, Yeah. I was doing like, I guess, industrial mechanic work. My dad's a fitter. Nice. And a boilermaker. Nice. My That's dad's a, a fitter too. It's a tough life. Mm. It's a real, like, it's backbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my father will die soon, um, mm. which I'm not stoked about. Uh, but hopefully the inheritance is good. So you know, one can always hope. How many other siblings have you got? Six. Ah, uh, well, six total. We big split. That's a big split. Yeah. My dad's been working a long. You're gonna have to knock the other ones off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it. You know. No, you <laughs> can times. be like you can be like a serpent in your dad's ear and just like slowly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess to go back to your answer, like I've always been interested in things like sculpture or creating things and design and, and, and yeah. that side of things. So only fans you are creating. Well, I, I, more so than that, like um, I've I've always wanted to get into uh, like metal sculpture. Oh. So like something along those lines because it's it's creative and it still uses all of these skills I've learned over the years. Yeah, what's stopping you? Uh, time and money. Oh, the great, so very the great big obstacles. Right? Well, the, the, the great time, filter. The time is because I spend all my time photographing, and then the money is because I spend all my time trying to earn that money yeah. to do the things that I want to do. But then mm. I'm with all my time here, so it's it's mm. a real back and forth thing. Oh, well, you know, we're all you know we promote uh, following your dreams on this podcast, even though most dreams fail. But better to shoot for the stars and miss, right? Well, what's what's better to shoot for the stars and hit something? Oh, like the, yeah. it's, it's yeah. A, shoot for the something and land among the stars or something. Shoot yeah. for the stars, land in the sky. Shoot for the stars. Something like that. The point land, is we're shooting the... for the stars. <laughs> the point yeah. is aim high. Yeah, <laughs> aim high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but like the other thing too is it's like people say, oh, you could, it's like success in that industry. It's so hard. Mm. And I just think it's like, first off, I'm not saying I consider myself a highly talented or charismatic person. Yeah. But I know people who are less, like you, you see it all the time. There are people who are less funny and less charismatic than me mm. that are really successful. So if they can do it, why not anyone else? Persistence. Yeah, exactly. Persistence is key. Exactly. I, I think a lot of it is just, you just, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a book I'm reading at the moment called Grit. And it talks about like the difference between people who are innately talented and, and just naturally talented at everything they do and people who are genuinely successful. And this, the author kind of outlines 
her she's a PhD and, and like has written a paper on this and it outlines the difference between these two people as being persistence or grit. Something I struggle with because you know in in the creative industry you're always like kind of doubting yourself or am I good enough or mm. you know, for yeah. sure that is a common through line in the mm. arts. Doubting ourselves. All the best people seem to have a lot of doubt. Mm. We spoke about that on the podcast with Jamal, like Wolfie. It's like there's this comedian uh, who's like he's unbelievable. He's pretty much the king of the Perth scene and yeah, well known across the, the uh, Australia as well. Mm. But like he should have been internationally famous like four times over already. Yeah. Um. But like he's always had like a lot of self doubt. Mm. But it seemed apparently, according to people who are closer to him than my, apparently he's like finally working himself out of that and he's uh yeah he's like really trying like embracing the fact of how good he is because he is fucking amazing it's like he's he's too good to be performing at perth let's, yeah let's say that i wonder how many people I need to go to check him out because like i've i've heard that name quite a few times now i just never really sat down to he's listen, awesome so. he's unbelievable he's yeah. like a whirlwind he's chaos okay yeah he's yeah. amazing i'll go check him out yeah it's like watching like a tornado hit the stage. Mm. Nice. <laughs> it's so, it's like all or inspiring. Yeah. Anyway, he's a great guy. Mm. He's very yeah. nice too. You're both comedians. Or, yes. Or yeah, you're, barely. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because because that's I guess we, that's... we perform comedy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're comedians. I would say Martin's a comedian. Certainly, yeah. he has done paid gigs, um, and he's also much funnier than I am. Mm. Um, I don't think so. I think so. Anyway, well, that's your opinion. Uh, oh, we're disagreeing now. Always. Uh, <laughs> I see, I see it. I yeah. get it. Oh, I see it. I'm, I'm it's in, I'm really the only time Martin ever agrees with me is when I buy him food. Um, <laughs> I'm really poor. Yeah. I'm basically, yeah, dead broke constantly. Uh, which I'm quickly approaching that mm. too. Um, but he did like repay the favor. He brought me like a full, he stole like a full loaf. Of, allegedly. Allegedly. He stole a full loaf of sourdough bread. And was I'm it down like, the front of your pants when you were out at the store? No, I don't want to speak of my strategy. <laughs> but, uh, then, then they'll know what to look Because the security would look to me like, that's a good loaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If I They're like, wait a minute, that's an Asian man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you're technically sitting across the way from an Asian man. You're from Singapore originally. Yeah, born in Singapore. Um, parents... Really? are Eurasian and Indian. Eurasian and Indian? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Indians are also Asian. They're like covert Asian. Kind of, yeah. yeah. The sneaky kind. Mm. <laughs> the sneaky kind of well, Asian. your words, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Japanese, the Japanese have ninjas, so, I mean, they're pretty sneaky, I think. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Asians do have a bit of sneakiness about them, you know? They always kind of look like they're scheming. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, whereas white people, we've never schemed in our life. Oh, no, you've uh, just destroyed nations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we were so overt about doing it. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, we weren't trying to cover up with the fact of it. It's like, oh, no, we did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's hard because, like, the, the, the world's, I guess, view on that's all changing now. Yeah. So it's, and it's because it, it's it's interesting because it's like oh yeah we we conquered the world and like fucked up a lot of countries and like we were proud of it for a long time and you know what mm. some people still are you know? yeah. so like uh, yeah it's uh, 
it's a it's an interesting time to be a white person. Mm. Yeah, but it's um, because I grew still, up with a lot of racism here in, in Australia, and didn't really see as much in New Zealand when I was a kid, but definitely here. And I had someone tell me to go back to your own country, and I'm like standing in line for some fish and chips or something like that. And this lady's like, go back to your own country. My mate behind me just stood there like aghast because he was like, what the fuck? Mm. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm standing there and I'm like, this is my country. Mm. Well, the thing, <laughs> is, <I> here. <laughs> the thing is, it's like, I like, the, the only thing that made me think you were a foreigner was your accent. Yeah. It's like, other than that, I had a, so many Aussie dudes with your style. Not as good looking or with as big a penis, Ezra. But, um, sorry, yeah. The, it's like, no, if not for your accent, I would not have picked it up. Um, the accent's from traveling, like moving around a lot as a kid. You mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I can't really say. I, I, like, I don't notice the accent anymore. Mm. It's mine, but it does change depending on who I'm talking to. Mm. Interesting. Um, someone explained it to me like there's a name for it but like you code switching that's it mm. yeah. yeah that's it so yeah. when you're talking to a babe it's like okay just uh, take that bra off and I'll take it a photo a yeah, 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 yeah. exactly whereas you know mm. you're, you're with people you know really well and it's mm. really kind of a lot more subtle yeah um, or when you're in front of a 7 foot drag queen with a 12 inch cock and you're just like ah. there's only one <laughs> 7 foot drag queen in Perth um, <laughs> pretty sure she also has a 12 inch cock a doner kebab skyscraper oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um Shit. yeah yeah um not Flynn V has a big cock um, yeah. <laughs> no no not saying skyscraper has a small cock but uh no no does not trump flynn v's wow yeah okay i'll have to i'll have to send flynn v a message (laughs) (laughs) yeah well he showed me a video of what he was getting up to during europe during like i think uh holland Uh, pride like he um, was um traveling with anthony uh, scarlet scarlet adams oh yeah yeah that was that looked like a lot of fun Mm. um (laughs) and he showed me some of the videos of what he was doing and uh boy yeah was he not shy about it good on you flynn um having fun Mm. and uh yeah yeah as i say that man should get a permit for that thing yeah he's in a symbiotic relationship (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. who's the host yeah it's it's probably lucky he's like a gay bottom because I reckon if he was a top and he had to get his penis hard, like he'd just constantly be fainting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's that animal that does that? Goats. Goats they just pass over like, just, well, they just faint randomly. All I can see is just Flynn doing that in the middle of the set. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so turned off. Also, have you been to check out the show yet? I'm going to check it out this Friday night. Amazing! It's so good. I've heard so many th- wonderful things about it. Mm, it's so good. I got to see the opening night of it because I had to photograph and video it. Of course. Um, but yeah, like I was, I was really enjoying that. Yeah, I've heard so many amazing things about it. I'm looking forward to seeing it this Friday night mm. after I do my own show. So. Uh, oh right. Yes. Where are you doing that? The Twenty First Amendment in Leaderville. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty quaint, cool little bar. They got a sick range of whiskeys, and it's like the first show wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Crowd seemed a bit nervous mm. because we did market it as like the most disgusting, foulest comedy in 
So you set the bar quite low. We set the bar <laughs> real low. Yeah. To start with. yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like the audience knew that but didn't want it. But by the end of Why it, they we buy had tickets. I don't know, Martin. It's a very good question. But it like by like, the end of the show, I mean, it was pretty good. you like watching a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was like by the end it was like Stockholm syndrome. Like, yeah. <laughs> they oh, we fell in love with their captors. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't let them leave during the show. We were like, yeah, yeah you guys are not leaving. Thank you. But yeah. <laughs> this is a conversion. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. This is a cult indoctrination. <laughs> nice. I'm just yeah. telling jokes about like uh, abortion and, you know, mm. lesbians getting divorced. And um, <laughs> what was another joke I had? I had a joke. I had this joke about like Tinder hookups. Mm. Because for the first time in my life, I am seeing someone younger than me. Yeah. And because generally I've only ever seen older people. Yeah. And, but like, I'm coming up to 25 now, which means like just the, the dating market has changed. Drastically, you know? yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen someone who's 20 and they still live at home with their parents. It's really mm-hmm. weird to me. Yeah. Because I had the courtesy of, um, losing my virginity after I left home, right? Um, which was sixteen. But like he, he is not doing that, you know. Yeah. And um, hey, hey, yeah, mm. mystery sexual. I always leave people guessing. Um, I said that on a podcast recently. Mystery you know? sexual. Mystery sexual. And I'm like, is it mystery sexual? Mystery. I've coined the term. Okay. I'm I'm using. I it. think it needs work. No. Uh, yeah, Let me explain. It's, it's a bit like thick uh, in the mouth. No. Mystery sexual. Pardon the pun. <laughs> no. No, it's a she. But uh, anyway, the uh, the whole thing was weird because I can't wrap my head around living at home mm. and then going to sleep with someone else. Yeah. I think so. Like, how would you be to your parents? It's like, excuse me, I'm just going to go get someone to paint my face. I'm going to be back in time for dinner. You know, it's like. I hope they didn't say that. That would. What if well, I go over to their house and start sleeping with them? Well, then, then that's a little bit weird because you know the parents are there, mm. and I don't, I don't know. It, it, like, it seems a bit weird, like having someone like that around. Like, if it's a housemate, it's different. Oh, great. We can... Yeah. Uh, oh, great. We, we, we made you dinner. Thank you for coming over. How do you like your steak? Oh, about as pink as your daughter. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, uh, I'm in a group chat and a man of mine posted something like that earlier. It's like, there's a picture of a couple fucking and mum staying at the door and going, uh, are you staying for dinner? Mm. <laughs> and they're both kind of like looking out, out of it. Yeah, what, 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 are, what are you putting on? You know? Mm. Uh... <laughs> Would that be awkward for you? What's that? Having someone knock on the door? Yeah. I think it's always a little awkward for everyone. Yeah. Like, depending on who it is. It's only happened to me once. So, someone knocked on the door. Yeah. And we asked them to come in, in our not sober state. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as in come in to join you or come in to open the door and see what's going on? Well, just come in and see, like, come Come in in. and can we help you? (laughs) Then, like, we're just under the sheets and, like... Like, because it was our house Mm. and me and my girlfriend at the time, they like, yeah, they came in, my girlfriend at the time, we were under the sheets and this person knocks on the door and I just blurted out, come in, not without my girlfriend's uh, permission. It was actually to your girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she came in and then she was like, 
why the fuck did you ask me to come in? And I'm like, you knocked. And it was like, yeah, yeah so that was very strange for me. It's funny because like everybody looks at sex and sexuality so differently. I think that's something I've like, I've genuinely enjoyed about, I guess, seeing drag performers on stage because mm. it's always thrown out at you as a question or as a, you know, like, this is what this is or, you know, you can kind of interpret it however you want. Mm. Um, but even even in the whole like, LGBTI community, it's it's such a um, untabooed thing, which I kind of really appreciate. Growing up as a, a Christian kid in an Asian family, yeah, know, it's, it's it's not something that ever gets talked about. Hmm. Um, Christian kid in an Asian family, God, education standards must be very high there. I was homeschooled. Oh, so you tell me, Jesus. <laughs> Until what year? Twelve. The whole way. The whole way. Oh, so I, I homeschooled from about year eight to 12. Okay. And then went to uni. That's okay. Everything you learn in high school is useless. Most of what you learn in primary school is uni useless. Uni as well, by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, thank God I didn't go then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's one of those things that in, in that kind of family, it's so like differently looked at or very like... Um, taboo like no one teaches you or explains anything to you about these things mm. and then you grow up and you're like holy shit there's another world out there do you want to explore it I have like I, like I'm originally would use the term bisexual but I think the more I learn about that and everything else I'd say pan or mm. you know, just I'm really just open to anything what is it. pan I think it's more I think it's just you're attracted to what you're attracted to it's, yeah it you're attracted to the it person it is an agenda specific oh, the, like, the, thing. the energy or yeah. The... yeah or you, you could say that like mm. you're more attracted to who they are as a person than what form they come in yeah or what form well like I, I think it's more <laughs> well I mean I think personality certainly plays a part but I think like yeah it's just a case of what you find attractive is attractive mm. okay yeah absolutely so I challenge any person to go talk to um, Flynn B and not want to kiss him on the lips yeah you know yeah I mean Physically impossible. I I used to sit in the lunchroom at a, at a chemical plant editing photos, mm. and I would have oh, like men behind me constantly looking at all the pictures of all the, the drag queens on stage, mm. you know, making comments like, "Oh, she's so fucking hot," and this and that. And mm. one day, I think I was editing pictures of Scarlett Adams in a photo shoot, and this guy walks up behind me and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'd go her," mm. you know, and I'm like. Should probably go you too. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy to see how, like, because it's like I'm at the point where I'm friendly enough with enough drag uh, queens and kings that I start hanging out with them when they're out of drag. Yeah. And they're really cool, hey? Mm. Uh, but it's really weird to see how horny some of them are. <laughs> because they really can't let their horniness out a lot when they're in drag. Mm. like in the way they want to yeah. because it's like there's so much clothing in the way and it's like there's so much makeup in the way and first off if anyone mm. would ever think it's like I've never had sex with someone in drag and I wouldn't want to because mm. there's so much going on it's like it's a, it's a mission unto itself just to get them out of their clothes yeah. let alone the fucking makeup yeah. and it's like making out with someone in makeup is not great at the best of times. Is that what you call a transferable skill? Where the makeup kind of just transfers onto you and it's, you're, you're done with it? I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like... It, I also find it kind of strange because so many people are attracted to 
that character that's on stage or like sexually attracted to that character on stage but it's also i guess never looked at that way like by someone inside that community like you know if you were to walk up to a drag queen you know who's just walked off stage and, and try and pick them up as as the drag queen like it's never i guess something that's um polite mm. you know like i i guess in in from what i've seen but like i, I could be wrong because everyone's different but I've, I've seen, like, a lot of times it's it's kind of frowned upon. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just... I do understand that. And I totally get it. Um, but I get it from both ways. Mm. Because in some sense, it's like, you know, I, th- I think particularly for, like, straight passing guys, there probably is a lot of stigma around exploring their sexuality. And so, like, a, you know, hooking up with a drag queen is probably, like, a baby step, which Mm -hmm. isn't nice for the drag queen, but, like, one thing... I guess you're introducing them to that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you... And it's like, I always say at the end of the day, it's like, you don't want to fetishize people, you know? And it's like, it's like... Because it's like, that's pretty disgusting uh, mm. at the end of the day um and in saying that uh amongst gay guys it seems like straight passing guys or straight guys get fetishized more than anyone else for gay <laughs> guys it's like i'm not mentioning any names mm. you know? but like gay dudes see a straight passing dude and then their heads just stop whip to him and they're all like, like, yeah, but yeah. then straight dudes do that with lesbians as well yeah I totally you totally know, like, yeah it's it's every straight guy's fantasy to just have a couple of lesbians and you're mm. like what the fuck's wrong with you it's, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't work that way yeah you know like they're not attracted to you that's not yeah. how that works to be honest with you I just think it the I think the main thing that helps with people getting over it is just mingling with other people and getting to connect with them as other people. Because mm. it's like once you start connecting with people on a serious level, then you can disassociate a sex- sexuality. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is someone that, you know, I hang out with, I think of them as a friend, and it's like it doesn't really come into that. And it's like sleeping with friends is like, it can work sometimes, other times it won't. I think it depends on the friendship. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's how I feel about it at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, no, I, I probably agree with you there. On that. Yeah. Like it's... So it's like, go up and talk to someone like they're a human being first, and then, you know, you might feel differently about sleeping with them. Mm. Maybe you still want to. Yeah, and yeah. I guess it kind of goes back to the idea of, like, just treat everyone with respect. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, Whether I, you're attracted to them or not. Exactly. Mm. Um, it's something I see a lot of, especially in, in such, like, a fast-moving event environment, is that you get some people who are nice and are you know will treat you with respect and, and be all of that and it, it becomes a very stark comparison to the people who don't mm. and you kind of learn really quickly like what works and what doesn't as a I guess personality trait for you yeah. so like you know you might be attracted to this person because they look amazing and then you go up and talk to them and they're like holy fuck you open your mouth please close that <laughs> uh, it, it has happened to me a lot like right? don't you worry about it <laughs> people are attracted to me and then I blurt out a joke and they go right the other way yeah. so yeah. trust me man and, and I just have to apologise to them and it's like I'm so sorry listen 
I have no, I have no natural filter. <laughs> I can't help this. I've tried years for years to resolve it, but I just can't. Mm. I can't. So honesty is the key, right? Exactly. Like if you're, yeah. if you're like true, I guess you're honest about who you are and what you say. Like, yeah, I can't stop myself from making jokes about gay men <laughs> because they're so funny. Yeah. And then I joke. Yeah, and they're not always jokes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. it all comes like it all comes with a bit of truth and all. Yeah, truth in the every joke. Yeah, all the best jokes have truth nestled within them. Mm. Yes, yes, all the best ones. One drag performer <laughs> I'm very keen to interview though is Cougar Morrison because mm. drag comedian. Yeah, um, uh, I've heard from everyone who has worked with Cougar that she is like the funniest of all the drag queens. And I've seen like Donna Kebab perform, Barbecue perform, yep. and like those are very, very funny drags within their own right. Um, and so many other performers have like, I wouldn't say like, I haven't heard them like speak much on stage, but they, have, they can do such funny performances. Mm. Uh, Jackson Coke for one. Yep. Um, hilarious. Yeah. 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 Such an amazing dancer. Cougar has presence. You know, if, yeah. if that makes sense, like they, they command the stage, they, they will command your attention. They know how to, I guess, use that, um, that, that space that they have to their, their best advantage, no matter what they're doing. Mm. Um, you know, like I've seen them do TV interviews and, uh, radio, I think it was a radio, um, like a radio show or something like that that they did mm. recently as well. But they, they just know how to connect with their audience really well. Mm. And I think it's, it's what makes everyone like kind of gravitate towards them so much. Mm. But fucking hilarious because they they kind of draw on like the their weird and quirky side a lot. Mm. And I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that as well. Yeah, and there's an endearing element to that because people know that it's you're taking a huge risk by being a little bit abnormal. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of abnormal, you. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> my next point. It's like. Uh, but like you, you've never tried to. It's kind of one of the reasons I admire you, Martin. It's like you've never tried to pass yourself off as anything but yourself. Whereas I feel like, like for comedy for you, it, it really is just an expression of your true self. Whereas I feel like for a lot of other performers, mm. their performing is an expression of themselves that they keep filtered repressed mm. uh or like kept down to a certain extent yeah whereas martin is the only one well maybe a few others but martin is like martin is like when you, what you see on stage is what he is in real life too which mm. is just L- awesome breathes, to be around breathes yeah. the show yeah or like himself on on and off that stage but I, but I think people connect to when you're being honest yeah absolutely and when you you're not afraid to be the butt of the joke or you're not afraid to be uh tell like an embarrassing story and be the loser in the situation yeah because it's it's more relatable yeah well people have more embarrassing stories than they have epic stories yeah, yeah. i agree with that that's um, why i try and tell as many as i can because uh, there was a there's a comic that i was working with and he was really trying to there was a story he wanted to tell, but he wanted to be the hero at the end of the story. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if that's really, that doesn't feel right to me. I don't know. But... Would did that involve having to change a story though? Yeah, yeah. He had to warp the story to make it appear different. Yeah. 
And I was, that's not really Which comedy. Which I think is a strange thing, especially in this day and age where we see so much, like, vapidness or fakeness. Yeah. That, like, people connect with genuinity. Is that a word? Mm, yeah. Like, genuineness. You know, people connect with genuineness. And then they, they, they want to see that. Mm. You know, like, if, if you don't, then you kind of go, well, this is weird. And you know, go see something else. Yeah, because people can feel if it's a bit contrived. It's like, this is not mm. what... It's not what it says on the tin. It's like something's... <laughs> not genuine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two more questions I want to ask you. Specific questions. Sure. And Martin and I are just probably going to riff and make fun of you for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, the... Like, obviously you've spoken, you've liked to... Uh, take like photograph drag and things like that mm. is there anything like that you see yourself wanting to photograph like take photos of or is there anything you already take photos of that maybe other people don't know about um, dead ants maybe no I actually really am looking into getting doing some underwater photography oh sick um, I've just got myself a dive housing for one of my cameras and I'm so keen to start playing with it that's so cool. Um, well, like, swimming's always been one of my, like, happy places. Yeah. And being water specifically. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at doing some underwater shoots this year. Nice. Um, I don't know how because I know nothing about it. And I think that, that kind of scares me a little bit, mm. which is I'm excited about. Your hair um, is, like, like an ocean almost. It's very <laughs> majestic. Yeah, you should see it underwater. It's just, oh, I look like a sea <laughs> animal. It, it probably looks even greater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel um, like I'm losing the ability to swim as I get older. What do you mean? Well, I was a great swimmer when I was young. Yeah. And then I tried, I, I went down to the, the, the apartment pools the yeah. other day and I could still swim, mm. but I did not remember it being that hard. That's when I was a kid. I think that's just a, a practice thing, though, a, pra- a practice on like... No, no, fuck that. Out of shape thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Because I can still lift weights and box fine. Mm. Like Yeah, but how's your cardio? Because swimming is 100% cardio. Boxing is a lot of cardio. Yeah, true. I can still do that. But you're not always in the water, you know. This is true. This is true. I'm always, most of the time, walking. Mm. Which, boxing is really just walking around so you don't get hit a lot of the time. Yeah. I think that's kind of just life. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a good way just, just maneuvering so you don't get battered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> duck and weave from everything. That's yeah, kind yeah. of comedy in a way. Yeah. Wait you... for the bell so you can take a 30 second break. <laughs> <laughs> and then start up again. Yeah. Fuck doing that. Combat. Is that why they call them punchlines? Oh, I guess. Ah. Yeah. Ah, that is interesting. Dude, I, ne- I never passed level three in swimming. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I was such like a fat, like I was like a big marshmallow with eyes. I was really fat. I can't picture that. Like I, I, I can't picture you looking like yeah, that. I was, kid. I was like Buddha's protege. Little or Michelin man. Yeah, I was the Michelin man basically. But <laughs> it's, my... it's so weird. He took like continue the story. I've got to tell something afterwards. It's not really much of a story. It's just I like wore goggles and they'd like pinch my head and I just and then I had these like my dad bought me these uh, like budgie smugglers. So mm. it was just that and then all my rolls coming out of the budgie. So then I was so ashamed that I never wanted to commit to swimming. Mm. <laughs> anyway, this is, it's not funny. It's just sad. <laughs> it's just a sad story. Like Luke's coming out story. 
Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. us about that story. It's the coming out story? Yeah, our friend oh, Luke. Yeah, our, my roommate, uh, he is gay. Yeah. And he came out to his dad when he was 18. But his dad's like this big, burly, like, kind of like a fitter kind of dude. I think he's an electrician. Mm. You'd know about this. Like, just that blue collar type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he was like, walked up to his dad in the shed. And he's like, Dad, I'm gay. And he's like, mate, you're not gay. And I'm like, what? And he's like, uh, when I was younger, I thought I was gay. But then I, grew, then I grew out of it. <laughs> and you'll grow out of it too. So how psychologically damaging. Yeah. And, oh. It's odd though, like, things like being gay don't just run, like, singularly in families. Hmm. Like, there's always someone in your immediate family that has felt like this or kind of has had these thoughts or like that. Um, I'd, like, I'm, I'm no geneticist, but uh, I guess it's something I maybe have picked up on. Yeah, in, in word the on the like, street is. Yeah, like, it's it just seems like, you know, if, if one person comes out, then there's definitely someone in that family line somewhere that also had these same feelings or thoughts, but just kind of got repressed and, and put away. Well, I think, like, sexuality, we, I feel like we, we, we kind of condense sexuality into a box, mm. you know? We try to make sense of it. Whereas it's like, really, sexuality was never something that anyone really condensed to a box until really kind of... Religion? Well, really, until kind of uh, unbiblical religion, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, back in like ancient Greece, they didn't even have a word for bisexuality or homosexuality. No. It's like, it was just... Whatever. Yeah. It was... What's what's the word for it? Um, Someone who seeks pleasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Hedonistic. Yeah. Yeah, It was was hedonism. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, guys, the wives are away. Yes. Boys (laughs) not. Yeah. Hold the from meaning to it. (laughs) Yeah. And it was rife for, like, first off, like, being gay in ancient Greece, there was no better age to be gay in or, or bisexual in in particular because Spartan men weren't allowed to live underneath weren't allowed to sleep under the same roof as their wife until they were 30. They were allowed to have conjugal visits and they're obviously allowed to sleep with their wife, but they That's weren't allowed to sleep like under the same roof with their wife. Until they prison. Well, like you'd think that mm. I don't think they like, I think like, I don't know if you've seen marriage a lot these days, but I think a fucking lot of guys would not like to live under the same roof as their wife. <laughs> um, judging from what I hear every married man say, mm. you know, but, like, yeah, they'd just be in, like, a common mess hole with all the other Spartan soldiers. And they'd just be like, oh, imagine that. <laughs> Coming home to the boys. Oh, guys, came home from a big day. I had to root the wife today. Oh, you poor bastard. They're <laughs> 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 like, get in here. We'll take care of we'll you. Look <laughs> what was the average? <laughs> what was the average age? At that time, like 30 has to 29. be. 29. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, the, the average age drops between, like, when the Roman Empire fell, the average age dropped, like, drastically. Mm. Like, it dropped by something like 25 years. Yikes. So, like, the average age during ancient Greece, ancient Sparta, was probably 65, 70. Now, oh, you'll hear okay. a lot of estimates say, oh, no, it was a lot less than that. But... Really, that's only due to a case of like um, 
children child fatality mm. because it's like but once the thing is once you it's because children have no immune system but once you actually make it to adulthood yeah you could actually live a very long and healthy life but mm. like you just yeah that was a trick making it to adulthood you know a lot about like ancient i'm a, such a history nerd yeah like, I'm, like yeah 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 like i read about this shit all the time like i'm i'm so into ancient rome it's nice. like and and greece and persia so like i'm really into that shit nice. so um i've recently started reading up on like ancient south america like pre like uh colonialization because like they would predate most other civilizations around wouldn't they um probably most probably i think the i think probably the oldest civilization uh in terms of like record and mm. what we know about them is probably china okay. probably excuse me i'm gonna go rush for a piss <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Every single time. I know. I, it's ripping out. What, of as in like mid podcast? Yeah, every podcast. <laughs> he's just like, I need to go for a shit. I need to go for a piss. I need to. Oh, well, really? He's just running to the bathroom to have a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been apparently he's been uh, edging. He's wily pisses. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been pissing around the edge. No, he's been. Uh, <laughs> he's been yeah trying to not come as much to improve his sexual. Outcomes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to be. Yes, it's, it's practice. I think the the Taoists teach something like that as well. Or the, the, the tower. Is it Taoist or Buddhist? Um, they. they I'm talking about the tower, like the painter. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I think they, they kind of teach like a similar similar principle. Like you learn to control what your body does. Yeah, by not giving into the carnal desire, and mm. then being in it, you're like able to go with the flow. Or yeah. Kick your table again. It's not a super big deal, but uh, you can. It's it's definitely noticeable. Yeah, yeah. It's like someone's knocking on a door or something. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I saw a jump on the thing. <laughs> but yeah, Grant, are your parents still together? Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, they're still together. Um, someone just responded to the story of um, uh, how vigorous will we make out if we get to a thousand followers by uh, April? Yeah, like how big of a memory card do I need to record all of this? I I say we have to give the audience at least. Five solid seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we good, have to, and we have to go for it. There has to be a good solid theory, yeah. and there has to be a visible tongue. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go tongue. Yeah. Lock it in, Eddie. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did this to you, Martin, but um. We haven't done it yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, coming. I didn't ask his permission to do it either, which is. Yeah. That, that, when it's... you mentioned it, that was the first I'd ever heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. I just wanted to take on that David Morgan Brown energy when, like, he used the brand for professional degenerates to promote the Fringe show. And he was like, yeah, I want to... He was like, can I borrow an image of the brand? I'm like, sure. So I just thought he was going to, like, promote everyone's brand or something like that. Mm. He just made my brand the, like, the main image for our Fringe show. And I didn't even know he wanted to do that. Nice. And I was totally okay with it. I'm like, yeah, awesome, cool. Nice. But, like, I had no idea you were going to do that. But, like, free promotion, <laughs> It's such a professional degenerate thing to do. I think it is. It's, it's also like, such a DMB thing to do. Yeah, DMB? Da David, David Morgan Brown David is Morgan a Brown. reoccurring. Yeah. He's a comic in the scene. Yeah, and he's a, he's got a very very stretchy foreskin. He does. He does. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like how stretchy are we talking here? Like oh, apparently over himself, kind of stretchy. Or? Like we're almost talking at that stage Jeez. because it's like naturally when you get an erection. Like, I feel like for most penises, either the foreskin completely disappears 
Or maybe there's like a heart covering half your helmet or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I've heard about these. Apparently his is like still overhanging by like a gargantuan amount. <laughs> so like uh, apparently he's got like just... It's like, it's like a Majin Buu. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need to wear condoms, put it that way, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> wear condoms. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those few times that like circumcision actually makes sense. Maybe in his case, like as an adult, yeah. Because it's like I don't really agree with circumcision, like as a, as a, as a child thing. Yeah, as a religious practice. Yeah. But as like a medical practice, it makes sense. As a medical practice, if it's needed, it's needed. Yeah. And I know a guy. I worked with a guy who needed it medically circumcised, and I was like, "Fuck, what was that like?" He was like, "It was horrible." I had to fucking have it when I was 15 and I couldn't masturbate for a year. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, do you remember how horny you were at 15? Not being able to beat off for a year? I would have shot myself in the face. Like, that would have been the worst thing. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, he couldn't beat off for a year at 15 years old. That's like peak beat off time. Yeah. That's like when you're putting up your numbers, you know? It's yeah. like, that's when you're like... It's like you're knocking out probably one in the morning, one in the evening, and then like seven on Sundays, you know? <laughs> like, it's a copious amount. Someone knocks on the door and they're like, do you want some dinner? No! No! I'm busy! Yeah. <laughs> oh. no, I'm making my own, you know? <laughs> Dude, I remember, uh, I, you know, I, when I first started jerking off, I was jerking off into tissues, as you do, but I didn't realize like it has a very pungent smell and I was just putting them in the bin and then my dad is like what the fuck are you putting in this bin dude like it smells like a fish factory or whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh the things you learn eh? <laughs> I, I remember the first time the first time I learned about walking to that wall of stench yeah I remember the first time I learned to beat off my best friend Joel taught me about it and he was just like... There's a weird pause in that sentence. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I learned how to beat well, up my best Well, he didn't show me Joel. specifically, but like he gave me... <laughs> that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't show me specifically, um, but he explained it to me. And I remember we were having a sleepover at his that night. And then he showed me... Well, he didn't show me, but he told me. And then I went and did it. And then I think throughout that night when we were sleeping together, I think I got off and like, I got up and went to the toilet and beat off like five more times. I think I said a porno about this once. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not making this up. It's like I... He told me how to do it. We watched some porn and I think it was the first time I watched porn. Mm. And I went and beat off and then I came back and I'm like, Wow. And then I, we both went to bed, but I couldn't get to sleep because of the discovery of what I had made. I felt like I had discovered a new world. Yeah. You know, this was like what Christopher Columbus felt like when he discovered America, (laughs) you know? And I had to go do it like five more times that night. Back when you were young and you could just knock them out, like, Mm. just like quick succession, you know, one after the other, did not matter. Dude, when I first started jerking off, I'm so stupid. I don't know why, but I would do like, I'd get erect and then I'd just like do this on the top of my penis. And then I was starting to, over time, rip up my foreskin and it was bleeding. What? I'm just, I'm an idiot. I don't... No one told <laughs> but me. But then like he had his mate teach him how to 
Yeah, exactly. Where was your mate? You know, <laughs> no, but like you never. Did you have anyone to like explain that to? Because no. it's it's. I mean, I didn't. I didn't things. whack my penis. I did jerk off to the penis to the point where like I got like a tear. A, yeah, tear uh, on it, and then I was like, maybe I should slow down. Um, but like, that was like one time that happened, and like since then, like yeah, these days we just edge, which is like. It's own chemically frustrating thing. Mm. Yeah. But mm. I haven't thought of that actually. What edging? No, no, no. It's it's a it's a it's more of a practice of frustration than it is like anything else. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's 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 a practice <laughs> of control too. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it only takes one mistake and then it's game over. Yeah, yeah. You Think can't I'm... you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> 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 no, no, you can't. Thing is, it's like I can allow myself one mistake a fortnight, but like any more than that, it's a problem. But I generally, I'm pretty good. Generally, like I can get a route like at least one night a week. But like I'm also coming into a new stage of my life where like I'm happier to wear condoms now. Mm. Which is like you know when you're young, it's like oh. You just want the best sex, the hardest sex, all the sex, all the time. But why? Like, with what, no what, consideration what, to your safety. That, that change? Uh, three things happened. Um, I started sleeping with someone who asked me to wear condoms. It's fair. It, yes, it is entirely fair to do. And then the sex was still really good, so I'm thought, I can get used to this. Yeah. Um, the second thing that happened was mm. I heard this horror story of a fucking thing that happened. And there was this guy who was knowingly giving men and women AIDS. Fuck. And... Here in WA? No, no, this is in the UK. Oh. But that just, like, I was like, what mm. the That's fuck? That's like criminal... Uh, yeah, he did go to prison for it. He yeah, went to prison like for it. Criminal charges or something. But, like, he knowingly gave it to them. Fuck. First off, if, if it was a mistake, it's like, that's already inconvenient and traumatic enough. Mm. But I feel like the trauma of someone knowingly giving you AIDS, it's like, fuck, because that person can never live a normal life. No. It yeah. changes your whole life. Yeah, so that just kind of made me go, okay, I'm going to be wearing condoms with strangers from now on. Mm. and maybe if I know them a little bit better, maybe we'll take the condom off, but still more caution. So Got one of those stories, actually. I'm becoming a more safe sex podcast. I know in the past I've said no bareback until the day I die, but this last three or four months, I'm, I'm flipping the other way. Wear condoms, people, mm. yeah, and get tested. Yeah, regularly. Like, it doesn't cost you anything. Doesn't it? No, you go to your doctor and say, can I get an STD? It goes to show you how often I go. <laughs> yeah, or, or even the uh, sexual health clinic in, in Northbridge. You, know, you just walk in and be like, I need it. I want to get tested. Um, and they'll do it. How you, far is the screening? Do they screen they'll screen, for... they'll screen for everything. Okay. Like, like They'll ask you what your, I guess, sexual history is or, or how you identify and all that, and they'll test you accordingly. Yeah. Copious and uh, ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything and anything. Yeah. And like, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw every battery into it. Don't worry, this is Northridge. We see people like you all the time. Like, you're trying to get the swab, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, if we stick a finger up your ass, what are we going to find? You know? 
God damn it. Um, <laughs> if you find anything up there, I'm holding it for a mate. That's I'll get it to you next Chappelle week. Corby's boogie board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No, but um, there was one last question I meant to ask. Now, yes, what is the biggest stage you see yourself, or biggest setting, biggest thing you see yourself photographer? Like, photographing don't let you know cost or anything like that get in your way let your imagination run wild biggest thing i can see myself photographing it'd be a photo shoot most definitely um i think like the event slash concerts photography side of things it's fun but it's not what, what i dream of yeah um so yeah it'd probably be you know like a set that gets built with you know different elements and bits and and like lighting and textures and all sorts of like state like parts to it which i've i've, I've kind of got things drawn in my like visual diary but haven't really kind of gotten the courage to go and do them yet yeah you know like you've got that one joke that you want to tell but you're not quite sure it's ready yet or yeah totally yeah you know or I've that got a like, lot of them yeah that one thing that you're like oh it still needs a bit more work so i'll just keep it there and keep working on it so i've got i've got those I guess ideas that I really want to shoot but I haven't quite got there yet I mean I have a similar thing it's not that the joke isn't ready mm. it's that I need a more loyal audience before I tell that joke is it or you're not ready yourself no no a more loyal audience it, in what sense because it's an obscene joke ah <laughs> and if I say it uh, someone might try to kill me um, but I kind of want that for the attention because Chris Rock, uh, had got a career burst after Will Smith slapped him. So mm. like, yeah. Surely that had to be staged. That couldn't have been real. I don't know. I think it was, I don't think it was staged. Mm. I, I think, it, I think at the end of the day, Will Smith is probably a closeted bisexual man. Um, he has dated a woman, he's been married to a woman that has cheated on him for a number of years. Mm. And he, two of his three kids are absolute weirdos. So... Yeah, but I think that's also... Uh, I just think he was probably feeling the pressure. Yeah, but she's... She's got some pretty interesting character traits, that one. Um, um, Jada Smith. So, like, from, from what I remember reading as well, like, someone described her as being a narcissist. And being in a relationship with a narcissist does all sorts of weird shit to you. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. It's called self-love, man. <laughs> Get a, over it. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's why I edge. <laughs> <laughs> Practice self-abuse. <laughs> you can't abuse me because I abuse myself. Exactly. <laughs> Physically and emotionally. Or is it sadism? I, I forget the difference between uh, the two. Masochism is... Uh, sadism is like you get Hurting pleasure on... Hurting someone else. Masochism yeah. is pleasure from being hurt. Right. So you're a masochist then? Well, I've taken part in both. But I've far more been a masochist than a fucking sadist. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind, of ha I kind of just have to be sadist by default when the other person is a masochist. It's like, well, yeah, you're not going to hurt me. So, you know, it'd be a shame if not at least one of us gets off. So <laughs> I'll bite the bullet. You know, I think we described someone like you as a switch then, or reverse. 
Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoy I enjoy the other way around, but you know, it's all about getting each other off. Which it is. is. At the end of the day, that's you want everyone to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Just use safe words and uh, use protection, and everything will be okay. Hmm. And get tested. And get tested. And get tested. Have you ever had an STD test, Martin? I haven't. You have not. No. Mind you, I feel like you typically would have very. You strike me as the kind of guy who has like more often than not safe sex. I know you fuck. Like I know yeah. you get laid, but you seem to like just have. You, you wear you wrap it up often. Yeah, often. Often. <laughs> he sounds very convincing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take no further questions. I'll take no uh, further uh, questions. Take the fifth. Uh, <laughs> see, Martin is a kind of... I'm a little bit like this too. A little bit less so. But Martin's the extreme end of it, I think. I think... Would you say you're anti-horny? Like... Anti-horny. Anti-horny. And what are you... Like a monk or... Well, like the devil hides in your penis kind of anti-horny. Mm, <laughs> the devil hides like... in my penis. <laughs> What the fuck does yeah. that mean? <laughs> the devil is bad for you. More like a, more like a Norm Macdonald attitude where like horniness just gets in the way of productivity and you'd rather be more productive. I think I'm a relatively productive person. I'm pretty analytic. You're very analytic. Uh, yeah, even during sex, uh, some of my partners are like, dude, you're clearly like doing something else. With your mind. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I'm thinking about, I'm writing a joke. I look, <laughs> look, Are you sure I, you just got ADHD? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, like, this is good, but we got the rhythm down. So now <laughs> I got now time. I got time to burn. <laughs> yeah, time is money. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That's the Asian efficiency. It's dude. The Asian Come on. <laughs> I mean, I did have kind of a similar thing. I remember when I was, uh, with a girlfriend at the time and I we both came in for a kiss and I can't remember where I was I feel like I was in my house but something distracted me don't know if it was a noise or anything but in my in my distraction (laughs) I came in for the kiss and totally swerved her like that I was coming in and then swerved and she was just like did you just fucking swerve me and I'm like I thought I saw something. And then she was just like, she was just like, you were so fucking ADHD. It's like, and she was like, yeah. yeah. She was like, you need to get on your fucking meds already. And I'm like, I've never taken meds in my life and I never will. Um, but like, you can't control me. Yes. No, I'm self-medicated. Psychedelic drugs. Um, but like, yeah. And like, she was so upset with that. So I feel like I have a similar thing to Martin, but, I don't know, maybe I'm just hornier as well. Mm. I'm easily distracted uh, by things, by yeah, everything. I, really. mm. I mean, it's something I've, I guess, turned into uh, a skill. Uh, yeah, a career. Because, mm. like, I'll see something caught in my eye, like, ooh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Shiny. Uh, well, um, we're probably going to need you to be our photographer. Done. Uh, Let me know where and when. I will, and we shall, because we plan on releasing our. I plan on releasing a line of a small limited edition line of shirts in April. Okay. So, I want to do some other shit around that, and hopefully, if things go well, we will have 
Please oh. tell me it's the two of you back to back holding condom wrappers or something stupid like that. No, it's two of That's us side to side holding each other's penises. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And we need you to photograph that. Dutch ruddering it, we call it. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Dutch ruddering? No. But it sounds. It's where your mate holds your penis and you hold his. Like you control each other's arms. What? But you, like, so. I got. So, 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 stand up. So, like, <laughs> hang on. You're, like, I'm holding your arm. So, yeah, yeah, we're like this. But you're holding my arm? Yeah, and then you take that arm, and you're like that, and I'm like that. Maybe I'll... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just going to add yeah. this to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's, that's Dutch Rotary. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> oh. But yeah, we'll, we'll get a photo like that, and, and we'll get we'll get some other photos. I really kind of want to do a be really cool to do like a photo shoot with all the other young comedians in Perth, because I feel like a lot of them don't get the amount of attention they deserve for how talented they are. Mm. So like, there's so much young talent in in the comedy scene in Perth, like the likes of Sadi Chalabi, Evan Wiley, Sean Frenero, Martin Darcy, D and B. Um, John Hugh, yeah, yeah. Where can you go to see all these people? Oh, uh, the Comedy Lounge uh, is probably the biggest one. Um, mm. And then it's probably Oasis Comedy. Um, Where's that? Where is that, man? Uh, so the Brisbane Hotel in on the way to Northbridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. And those are, just, those are probably the biggest professional like yeah. venues. And but then you got a lot of great open mic venues like the Comedy Factory. I've been um, to that a couple of times. Is that the one? That's the one that convenience. No, no, that's no, no. the experimental comedy. Experimental club. comedy. I've yeah, been yeah. to a few times. That's a fun place. Right. I can't wait to perform there. I yeah. feel like I may be on there soon. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Um, and then, but it's that's a great club. Um, then there's the Factory. There's Port City Comedy. There was the Thirsty Camel for a while. Martin, you probably know more comedy than... You, you do comedy like five nights a week at this point. Uh, only during Fringe. Only during Fringe. Uh, I'm just on a lot of ethnic lineups, basically. Mm. They just put me on for diversity. Yep. Yeah. It's like, I'll take it. Mm. Mm. I actually so, photographed a, a, like an ethnic diverse show yesterday. Did you? Uh, it's called Biposity. Yeah, like um, Jojo Firestar puts on a full cast of anyone who... Well, a, a cast of performers that are like BIPOC or um, Native Indigenous, anything like that. Oh, um, cool. Really, really good show. So that's also worth checking out if you ever get to. Well, we're, we're at the coming up to the hour and a half mark, so shall we go on to plugs? There's nothing for me to plug because this will come out after our last Fringe show. So yeah. keep an eye out for the shirt brand because I'm finally putting that on wheels. And then, yes, Martin and I are talking, just starting to talk about, literally started talking about it today, uh, our own comedy show. Probably a once-off, maybe two nights, but, like, I know a venue and I think we can put on a really good show. So, yeah, come on down to that if you're keen for a show. Nice. Keep an ear out for it. Ezra? Um, I guess I'll plug my business. Go for That's it. All right, dude. So... <clears throat> Yeah, like Israel Cantor Photography, it's um, it's pretty well known amongst our community. Mm-hmm. But you know, I will shoot almost anything that I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I love I love people throwing me like really quirky ideas. So 
you know, anything that that's like kind of off kilter or slightly strange, like bring them to me. Workplace Cause I, safety. Because I would love to, you know, like play with something like that. Workplace safety. Yeah. Oof, I did a bit of that for work in my last job. <laughs> <laughs> Saying ladders and welding stuff. Um, yeah, so there's there's that. I'm just trying to think of what else was worth plugging, but... Um, any shows you're excited for? Fringe shows? Mm. Or any, any show you like. Shows? Ooh. Um, I don't have this off my head. Any OnlyFans is you want to plug? Um, like I haven't actually subscribed to any yet. No. Oh. So not, not really my thing. So I know Blake Cassette's got a string of whores lining up. Oh, does he just? I've got to beat them out, beat them away from the house with mm. a stick. <laughs> yeah, um, all of those wives of his. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I was trying to think of what other shows are coming up, but like, um, I'm going blank. Mm. I should have prepared the list. I'm sorry, guys. That is okay, man. This is a, <laughs> we call this a professional podcast. It is very unprofessional. So, yeah, <laughs> do not mind at all. I'm sitting on the floor. I'm kind of a hippie though, so it's kind of where my comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, I do all my photo shoots. I do my favorite photo shoots with my shoes off. Nice. Feels better. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just, it feels weird if I've, if I've got to wear shoes and something that's like... Right? I'm getting... You could have taken your shoes off in here if you would have liked. Well, I just didn't think about it. Oh, fair enough. Did also didn't want you to see my toes. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mm. Well, we just did, we, we just dutch rutted each other, so hopefully you yeah. don't have that uh, discomfort in the future. Well... You know, till next time. Until next time. <laughs> well, guys, uh, this has been uh, Professor Anal Degenerates. I feel like we're coming up to our 50th episode. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Nice. Maybe we should do something for it. Congratulations. Like? Coke or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do that, Martin. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's drop acid in celebration for our 50th episode. Oh, God. It's not it'll a bad a, idea. It'll be a long episode. Do that and do a podcast to see how it turns out. I would do that. Would you do that? Oh, the last time I took acid, it was not a good time. Not I'm every so, time is the same. But most times, I'm, I'm very neurotic and I get extremely paranoid. That is normal, but you can like kind of ignore your paranoia if you're in the right company. Mm. Mm. Set and setting. Set and setting. Time and place. Time and place. I will create the right time and place for you and I will force feed you acid. Yeah. Okay, maybe not that part. So well, really. <laughs> okay, well that seems like the wrong setting. <laughs> the wrong set. I don't even know I'm getting high and I'm like, whoa. Mm. So what should we call the episode, Ezra? Ooh. Mm. Lean in. Lean in. Yeah. Embrace the suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lean yeah. into the camera. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us Appreciate on the it. Professional Degenerates. Thank you so much, bro. This was, was a sick episode. <laughs>